Hey, this is Chris Roach, and you're listening to TRSS. Seas <coughs> and Alamo. This is Sean Lights on Merriman, and you're listening to TRSS. Fucking bullshit! Yo, this is Papito Music, and you're listening to TRSS. Because I sunned you. Welcome to Raw is the regular season sportscast. <laughs> We're always late when it comes to certain things and pop culture and things that people are into, their fads and stuff like that. We're we're always like the late people here. Like right now, super producer Sally and I are watching Stranger Things, and I know that's like the biggest thing that everybody else has probably seen probably thirteen times over already, but we're like so late to it. But it's still one of those things like, oh, so good. So good. Uh, you probably hear it in the background. Probably going to try to minimize that. But that's all right, though, because I'm trying to juggle this and all this other stuff that's going on. But, yeah, so good. So good. I, mean, I, I don't know what's next. Maybe we should watch uh, <laughs> Greece. Has anybody seen Greece? It's funny I said that because I was uh, I was with a, a young lady recently, and I had asked her if she's ever seen Greece before, and she said no. I said, have you ever seen The Bronx Tale? She said, no. I said, have you ever seen West Side Story before? She was like, uh-uh. I looked at her and I said, oh, my God, who's damaged you? Are you all right? Who's hurt you? My God, I need to install some culture in you, my dear. Jesus, it's amazing, especially A Bronx Tale? Grease? Oh, God, girl, you need you need Jesus in your life. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the regular season sportscast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santi, here to bring to you another week of sports debauchery, foolishness, and all things relative in what we know in the world of foolishness. I want to thank you guys for being part of this week's episode. Make sure you check us out on all Facebook pages, Instagrams, Twitters, YouTubes, regular season sportscast. Facebook like and group page as well as on Twitter at uh regular season sports at uh Twitter is RWJ Santi and on YouTube the regular season sportscast. So yeah, this this week is kind of like uh, topsy turvy for me. Nothing much really happened in sports. Like we were able to do some fillers this week. The will came in. We spoke uh some UFC this week. Uh Keith of course is in the building. The acquired taste. He discussed uh, mock draft and all things relative in sports. But we were able to bring in content this week. We were able to to put together uh, just this. Uh, like I said, not many not, not many things were happening this week in sports because uh, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs were happening. So let's see. Let, next week is going to be chock full of shit for you guys. So just just be ready for that. And and to be honest with you, for my opening salvo this week, I really, honestly, there wasn't really much to talk about. The only thing I was really excited about was that I finally was able to put music on MLB, the show, to the, you know, 2017. I was finally able to do that. It took, I ordered something. I ordered a, uh, a, a USB storage and then come to find out I really didn't need it, but it's still a good thing to have anyway. Cause I'm going to need it for the computer, but it was just like one of those things is like, this was so unnecessary. All I really needed to do 
was to like download a certain app on the PS4 and that was it. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's just like me finding out. And I shared this with Josie's boy. Call me when it's over.com. I shared this with Josie's boy the other day. I, um, I pay for YouTube Red every month. It's like $10 a month I pay for it. And it's because when I'm at work, since I can't watch YouTube, I'm not supposed to, which I do anyway, but I'm not supposed to. But what I can do is I can close the app and it'll still play whatever I want to play in the background. Like, let's say if I'm listening to Howard Stern or if I'm listening to uh, audiobooks or whatever, whatever it may be, I could still play it. And, uh, you know, Super Producer Seller uses it as well. Come to find out this past week that with that was also Google Play, which I did not know that I could actually listen to albums for free because of the subscription that I have. So I'm like, oh, by the way, I, I didn't I didn't tell you guys that I've had a uh, YouTube read for almost a year. So I pretty much have been out of the loop for using Google Play for that period of time. So. Now I'm doing a lot of catching up of music. By the way, I heard that Drake album. Let's just say I was in the dentist's office with Selly this past week, and I felt as though I was getting the Novocaine. Sleepy, very sleepy. This is, uh, it was, uh, whatever. But yeah, but now having music on the MLB, the show game, you take away their corny music. I just replaced it with wrestling themes. Makes it much better, much better. I love to put my game on and I'll hear the Kevin Owens theme. It just, it just works for me. Uh, Jericho, it's, it, it makes baseball more, uh, the only thing that pisses me off is that I can't put, uh, the theme music to my guy walking up to the plate with it. Like, I, I don't understand. There's, there, there should be a, it, we should be able to do that, but, um, I'm going to work on fixing that. So other than that, it's just been a slow week and, um, yeah, nothing, nothing. It's still, still apartment hunting. I, I still think that there's a certain place in hell for landlords. Really, twenty five hundred for a one bedroom apartment. Somebody should be banging your freaking the head of your penis or the labias of your vagina with a rusty screwdriver. I don't. I really shout out to Wu Tang. I was listening to that on Google Play. On Google Play, but it's it's torture, motherfucker. So I'm, I it's it's nauseating. You know, it's it's. <laughs> It, it, I'd rather rent the box out for about a thousand five hundred in the fucking corner of my block than pay somebody that much money for a one bedroom apartment that won't allow super engineer AJ in there. You know, it's just ridiculous. It's just dumb. People, people are so fucking stupid. So make sure you check us out on all social media markets. When we come back, we're going to have, uh, this week's rant. Going to have Josie's boy from Call Me When It's Over sit in on this one. I wanted to hear his take on the MVP situation in the nba there's a uh, lots of debate i still think that there's a there's not a, a clear cut winner there but um i i i still think that uh some individuals may or may not be in a race but ah, I, I, I it's it's too close to call especially when you got individuals who have uh their favorites it might skewer the voting situation so we'll find out about that uh like i said when we come back this week's rant check you guys in a minute why, look at what we have here, folks! T-R-S-S, Bits and Pieces. Jump at, jump at, jump at, jump at, jump at, woo! Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm glad that you caught me out there in the studio. I just want to let you guys know that uh, View from Six is dropped. I'm right now I'm in a good place, man. I'm glad that it dropped. Summer 16 is going to be the big tour coming out. I want to make sure you guys jump up on it. But while you out there on that, on that tour route, join us on concert. 
I got a beverage out there for y'all. Y'all already know on Instagram. And, you know, I'm known as a champagne poppy, but you know, I, I came up with something while I was out there in the Dominican Republic and in Puerto Rico and stuff. And, uh, I, I just tasted something and I was like, wow, I got to put that in the mix for OVO, you know what I mean? So yeah, I got this thing called Cola Champagne Poppy, you know? It's that thing, it's that soda. It's also that liquor, got a mix of good blends, tastes like bubblegum, smell like shit, but it's still sucking, you know what I mean? And, and, and while you out there bumping the album, and you doing your thing with your shorties, while I'm out there you know, trying to make things right with my shorties, because apparently you know, I play that music that you know, I speak from the heart. And while she's out there messing with that next dude, I'm, I'm over here like... Anyway, once we get it together, you know, I, I can bring it to the crib and we can drink that cola champagne poppy, you know what I mean? So be sure, guys, it's tour coming up, got the views from the six, everything's lit. You don't need to come down, 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 unless you drink your cola champagne poppy with me. That's right, y'all. So check it out, man. It's your boy Drizzy Drake. I'll at me, man. What? Cola Champagne Poppy. That drink that'll make you say, mmm, I miss my girlfriend. This commercial is brought to you by the regular season sportscast. It's your girl's favorite artist, Josie's Boy, and you are listening to the regular season sportscast. You jabroni. This week's rant so opening up this week's rant like i told you guys earlier i have your girl's favorite artist host of call me when it's over make sure you guys give a round of applause to the man himself the man the myth the stroke the legend bill cosby no sorry it's not bill cosby he's here he's here <laughs> hide your drinks hide your wife everybody put your hands over your cup <laughs> our guy josie's boys in the building yo He's our NBA specialist, so of course I had to sit him down for this week's rant. And for this week's rant, we're talking about the NBA race and uh, MVP division. And I got to say to you guys that not many of you guys may think it's clear cut. Some of you may think it's a battle. And to me, I have one that I feel that he should be the winner. And Josie's boy has one. He feels he should be the winner. But I think we should be, we, we should find a way to meet equally at this place. I believe so. So for, since you're my, so you're my guest for this, for this, uh, for this portion of the show, mm-hmm. I want you to give your take on who should be the MVP of the NBA this year. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for inviting me again oh, no, please. for like my millions times. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 the handful who has the open door policy here at TRSS, which I appreciate. So, uh, TRSSpodcast.com. Uh, so now my thing, my thing with Russell Westbrook, I get the, I get the argument, I get what everybody's trying to make. Uh, I said it to Met fan Matt earlier. We, we both said that there are three. Three options for for uh, MVP: Russell Westbrook, James Harden, LeBron James. Right. Nobody else is in that race. Let's be. I mean, you know what? And if you if you wanted to throw a fourth, I'll say Kawhi Leonard. If you wanted to throw a fourth, that's that's just like giving the bone. But I think I give him two more years, he'll be a clear cut MVP. Okay. Clear Like right now, their win percentage with him is not that great. So I'm just gonna leave that alone. Uh, but right now, it's, it's Russell Westbrook, James Harden, LeBron James. Why do I say LeBron James? Every time, look at how great the the Cavs do whenever they're number two seed. People don't pay attention to that, right? Every time they're number two seed, they do great. LeBron knows what he's doing. He's 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 not an idiot. And then this is a man who, for 10, 10, 11 seasons straight, your stats keep going up, keep going up. 
MVP means you make your team better. Now, now Russell Westbrook, the feat he he did this year is well is amazing. What a, a fifty five year uh, record that we'll probably we'll probably never see broken for like another sixty years. <laughs> <laughs> If 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 well the way the NBA rules are going, like defense did might see, be did non-existent. You that he actually went from like he had like I think it was like uh like maybe twenty something uh triple doubles in his whole career. Yeah. And he leapt up to fourth out of nowhere. The, <laughs> he's like he got seventy two, seventy three. Yes, now. it's like seventy something. He's now. like in fourth place in the in the history books. More than Le- more than LeBron. Like yeah. he's gonna if 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 this keeps going into like the next two three seasons, he'll he'll easily be number two. Yeah, what a easily difference a year, mate! Um, because it took you? Oscar Robinson, I think, five years to, to accumulate mm-hmm. that 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 mm-hmm. that number. Plus, I think they played less games in those. those they did. Games. They played less games. The playoffs are different too. Yeah. So, but um, what Russell Westbrook did, we is, is unprecedented. Yeah. I like. I, I I would. We would probably won't see that again for like another six seven decades. What do you, What do you think will come first? Uh, that or the NBA? Uh, the most all-time wins. points? Oh no, most wins in a season. Most wins. You think so? Yeah. Somebody's gonna. Somebody's gonna go. Like, somebody might match or or break it by one. Oh, it's gonna be hard though, because what 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 the Warriors did uh, last season was like they outscored everybody, so you couldn't play defense on right. them. Right. It's like if you can average 110 points a game, like. How you gonna stop that? Man. How you gonna stop? The only thing you can do is match it. The next thing they go have a three hundred point game. <laughs> There's really nothing left. <laughs> so what what Russell Westbrook did was amazing. I will never take anything away from him. I always you said, said he wasn't gonna do it though. What you did say he wasn't gonna break it. I thought he was gonna tie. I didn't think he was gonna break yeah. it. I thought he was gonna tie, but I didn't think he was gonna break it. Which I'm happy he did. I'm very happy, and he light skin, so I'm very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Give us something better to do. You know what I'm saying? I like, just hate his goofy smile. He has like that. He weird, has a weird smile. He like he has no teeth in his mouth. Like, right, like the. To- <laughs> it's like he's all topless. Shout out to my man Dustin and Stranger Things. <laughs> topless. What a reference. <laughs> um, and and now now what he did was amazing. I won't take anything away from him. I did not think he was going to beat it. I th- thought he was going to tie. Clearly, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. That's cool. One more notch in the belt for light skin people. Yeah, yeah. But my argument. I get what people are saying. My argument has changed to possibly a co-MVP, but the only reason why I say James Harden should win it is because he's been consistent all year. Right. Like, once D'Antoni came, once he moved to, 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 to point guard, my man was getting triple doubles out the gate. Right. Russell Westbrook was not. Right. He had to, he had to build to it. Yeah. Now, one thing I'll give Russell Westbrook is, and we you spoke about this the other day, uh, James Harden clearly has a better team. Yeah. So, for Russell Westbrook to have... OKC in the in the sixth seed in the West, that's amazing. I also said that. Um, I also said that with Russell Westbrook, you know, he could have had more assists if he had more finishes. Because hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. He didn't have a he didn't have the finishes in, that uh, that Harden has for his team. I agree, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Now, my my thing is like we're talking about now. Both these two players. Uh, I think James Harden might have beaten it, but we're talking like all time turnovers in the season. <laughs> yeah, Both yeah. of them yeah. were up there. Like you can't you gotta you gotta crack a few eggs and make an omelet. I get it. It happens. <laughs> it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it is what it is. You give Bo you give Bo Jackson the bat, something gonna crack. Yeah, right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it's gonna happen. I like, I like what you did there. It's like it's, it's so uh so eighties hip hop. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So grab us the cast of you. <laughs> Melodies and metaphor metaphors. Um sh- 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 shout out to uh um, everybody who loves Rakim and Grandmaster Cass, <laughs> thank you for the reference. Uh, yeah, so what what James Harden did is 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 more deserving of MVP only because we're talking like win percentage, right. consistency. Uh, he actually made his team better. MVP is most valuable player. You're, the player is supposed to make your team better. Russell Westbrook, 
did that, but it wasn't as consistent as he. Houston be some top tier teams. They'll, t- they'll say though, what more can consistent can you get? No, you which I'm triple. not knocking. <laughs> I'm not knocking. But it's like shit. What you wanted him to shatter it? No, it's and, it, and it's clear. Don't get me wrong. It's clear. Like you wouldn't get these assists if you didn't. My have bad. He shouldn't have something. forty. He shouldn't have forty. He should have seventy two. <laughs> Why he ain't do it all every game? I'm just saying. No, which like I said, I can never take anything away from the feat that he has done. But I'm talking about from beginning to end. I think James Harden deserves it. If a co-MVP came, I wouldn't even be mad. Right. But but because this is a, a record... Now, now he clearly made certain players better around him. But James Harden and the Rockets were consistent with the placing of their team right. in, the, in the standings from beginning to end. Right. So if we're talking yeah, about... There was no... There was no... There's no waiver. Because they had already... You had San Antonio. You had Golden State. Yeah. They were already, That was obvious. That was obvious. And then... The Rockets didn't give that up. Who nobody counted. Nobody right. counted in. Right. They did better than Memphis. Mm-hmm. They did better than the Clippers, which hurts my heart. Yeah. Every <laughs> they, year that they do this. To every you like right. They do this to me every year. Like Harry, and then they trying to get mellow. Like oh, that's another story. Yeah. Uh, but it's f- for me personally. I picked James Harden from the beginning. I'm still sticking with it. If Russell Westbrook won, I would not be mad right. at all because he did some shit that's unimaginable. See, for me, I'm go. I'm going with Russ. I'm going with Brody because. I've gotten a thing to where, you know me. I'm not a team guy. I'm right, not, it's I'm, players. Yeah, I'm, I'm a player guy. It's this, hard to be a team guy. Yeah, now. and this this has been my wave since like probably like a year or two that it's been Brody. Like I I, I liked Golden State early on before they became. Yeah, you did. did. I did. You did. I was because you played them in two K. Yeah, I used them in two K yeah. earlier, like a few years ago. Like I was yeah. I was riding that wave. Yeah. I was there when, when Mark Jackson was there, and I liked Curry, but. There was that whole connection with Durant and, and Westbrook that I always thought should have should have worked. Everybody did. Yeah, it should have yeah. worked. Yeah. Now, now when 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 KD went out, um, when he broke his two, foot, yeah, yeah, Brody took the weight there as well, and he damn sure did. He took the weight there and, as well. And, While people were sitting there giving him shit about you know he was getting triple doubles then, right? And they were saying you taking too many shots or he had nothing to work with. That's how Kobe got eighty one points. <laughs> exactly, did sixty in the last game. I'm of just saying. <laughs> so. Now he's in the fold. He literally looked around and he said, "You know what? I got. You know, there's what more can I do? And, and this is what I have to do. And for him to take the, you know, not only not, let's just take away the triple doubles, right? Let's just take away the fact that he actually, you know, he didn't he didn't pout. He might have been like having that beef with him and KD, which but, I I love, right? Which I love the league needs. Yeah, he didn't pout. He said, "You know what? I got this. Is what I got. I'm gonna do what I have to do. Right? And he still, like you said, yeah, he broke he broke you know broke some eggs to make an omelet, but he took the team." And made it to where they are today. They didn't even they didn't even have them in the playoffs. They didn't pick people. Them yeah, in the people weren't even counting them. They, they actually have. Left, it was like, well, they'll go a lottery pick for OKC. They actually have. I think if if I'm if I'm wording it correctly, nine only nine losses more than when they were with Kevin Durant. Right. So that's. That's big. That, that's a big change. That's that, big. That's a big. That's for a, big, for a team uh, without positive change. Yeah, yeah, big time, big yeah. time. Now, my only my only concern with that is if they don't keep him happy there, he's gonna go back home. He's you going know, to L.A. and it sucks because um, nobody wants to. You know, a lot of people are saying like, well, you know, depending on how they they do in the playoffs, this might be able to be something in which they start you know inviting some players to come by to check out because they might want to come play for OKC. I think after this, yeah. whatever, he, yeah, this is going to bring, uh, Mark's knocks him heads aboard. Yeah, but my whole, my whole, my whole thing about that is, you know, it's not a big market. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have to, you might have to, you know, you have to get, not a big time marquee player, but I think he's going to need a guard 
Or possibly he needs a wingman. But yeah, he needs like a JJ Reddick. Yeah, he's gonna need something like that. Yeah, to entice other players to come down. Yeah. So um, and Melo's not going. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want that contract. Jesus shit! <laughs> fucking they they gonna have to fucking find a a, a, a a outside contractor to fucking yo. Somebody from Dubai. You know what? No, somebody I'm from a, Dubai is gonna pay that. I'm shit. about to I'm about to make a petition. OKC, please sign Thomas Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> Above the win reference. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, but I'm, and and it's you know we've always had this conversation, and I always agreed when Kevin Durant was there, they would not win titles together. We, I don't when they went to the finals, I still didn't peg them to win. Right, still, and 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 I've always been a LeBron fan anyway, not a LeBron team just fan, LeBron. but just LeBron. So whenever he made it to the finals, I wanted him to win. But oh, do do I want to see Russell Westbrook keep? Being great, hell yeah! Keep keep knocking these like records are made to be broken. Keep breaking records. Keep accumulating points. Keep getting assists. Keep doing all of this. Do what you got to do to make your team great, and he did. He did just that. But salty ass Oscar Robinson, right? <laughs> Don't go. You just like stop me. You making Dawson niggas look bad. Stop it. Stop it. That's the problem with the with the age gap now. It's like all right, you know, older people can can't appreciate. It's like what, what I was talking. I didn't. I probably didn't. Have, I probably had this conversation with you before. But the the um the 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 the, the uh, appreciating and the uh, what's the word I'm looking for um I can't remember the word but it's like it's appreciating and then putting putting something on a pedestal right it's it's like you you're supposed you're supposed to appreciate something but you're not supposed to you're not supposed to romanticize there you there go. Go you're not supposed to romanticize about something you're supposed to appreciate it and that's a problem with with the older generation now it's like what do you say oh because somebody else scores more points or something like that people forget about us they're supposed to it's called history books for a reason yeah. You're in paper. You can't take that away. Ben Franklin said, "If you want to do something uh, worth remembering, do uh, do something worth writing writing about." No, you're in the books. Nobody's going to take away uh, Bill Russell's eleven rings. Nobody's going to take away Michael Jordan's MVPs. Nobody's going to take away um, uh, Magic Johnson's HIV. (laughs) (laughs) That was a cheap joke. Cheap joke. Cheap joke. I'm sorry. Cheap joke. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a cheap joke. I'm sorry. Don't get offended. It was funny. It was funny. I'm here here all week. It's like, no, nobody's going to take away Magic Johnson's triple doubles. Nobody's going to take away Oscar Robinson's triple doubles either. That's cool because he did it twice, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he had five. I tell you, five years. Five years straight, right? Yeah. Yeah, And let's not forget he had. He had a, a, a young Luau Cinder on his team. Too. Yeah, that helped. So that definitely helped. But it's like, look, look at LeBron. LeBron's on pace to being the, the scoring the most points in NBA history. And he's gonna do it before forty. He's gonna do it. Yeah, LeBron is a fucking machine. He's gonna yeah, do it. Yeah. People talk about stop. Re- don't stop resting him. He knows what he's doing. He wants to break records. Yeah. But I love Russell Westbrook. I always have. I love the dancing. I I, I don't like the clothes because he dresses really weird for me. I think he's um, toning it down a little bit. Yeah, he dresses well. Yeah, now. And when he you dresses get, very well. When now. you get when you get MVP looks, you gotta tone it down a little. You know bit. what I'm saying? Just don't be Tim Duncan. No way to. He dad sweats. He dresses like a grunge third grade teacher. Like it's just bad. <laughs> Today in art class, we I'm gonna need everybody to bring in the paper towel rolls. <laughs> bring in the papers because we're gonna we're gonna make a, ta- a, a kaleidoscope. We're gonna make a kaleidoscope. <laughs> we're gonna listen to Blues Traveler. All day. Somebody give me my harmonica. <laughs> uh, no glitter. No glitter today. <laughs> no, we don't want it all over the place. It's not, you know, and like I said, records are made to be broken. Stop being salty. If you if you lose a record, you lose a record. If you, you know, let it go. It, 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 it is what it is. Stop being a punk about it, you know? Well, like I said, uh, I'm going I'm going Russell Westbrook for MVP. You, I'm saying James Harden. You're getting taken Harden. And, uh, Matt, and I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron got it. Matt, Matt is only, Matt, Matt, Matt is only hoping that a white guy will, will win MVP again one year. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, we'll have to pay tax. 
<laughs> was it, was it Steve Nash the last one? Yeah, Steve Nash was the last one. Old guy. Canada. <laughs> he's not even really white. He's, like, he's not American white. He black. He's black. <laughs> All right, guys. When we come back, we're going to have uh, Will sitting in for the MMA talk as well as Keith, oh, wow. the acquired taste, talking some uh, mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Will. We miss you. <laughs> well, check you guys out when we come back. Josie's boy, call me when it's over, guys. Yeah. This is The Will, and you're listening to TRSS. Going into this week's MMA news, we have our specialist in the building. We finally were able to get him out the house, The Will. Thank you for coming out. You don't, you don't, you don't smell like um, lactating milk You're not the one that's breastfeeding? Uh, by the way, if you did, I hope it's beer. Because like, I would literally have my mouth on your nipple if it was beer. What if I just told you it was beer? Then the mics will go off right now. All right. Uh, how's, the, how's the baby? Um, alive mostly. Great. I'm glad that you're keeping up with that. Last time we had some boo boos with your hamsters. Um, they suffocated, but that's neither here nor there. Ah, you are. Um, I don't know. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how fatherhood rubs off on you sometimes. Oh no 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 no! Hamsters were at my bum. <laughs> so we're discussing UFC 210 this past week, and uh, I gotta say that I was I I didn't feel the the fanfare for this one. I I didn't really. Gauge the whole need to be a part of it, other than I had to do it for the show. Like there was nothing that really stuck out to me for this 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 this, uh, this event. What you, what's your thoughts on that? Well, as for the fanfare, just like every person, like uh, or at least the, pe- the people that were supposed to sell the fight, who were supposed to be the draw, just weren't fan favorites. Like DC had that whole controversy with the weigh-ins that you know he might be getting sued for. Was that a controversy? Yeah, like. He was holding onto the towel, which uh-huh. was being held by two other people. Which, right. you know, he was that can take off a pound point two. Mm-hmm. And when uh, Johnson weighed in, he was he was under by about that, but by, by the same amount. Right. So it's it's kind of suspect. It's like they were really trying to make this fight, and mm-hmm. everything would just sway towards. When you Cormier's just like side. doctor the weight, like couldn't you just do that? Like couldn't you just like doctor the scale? Like I mean. I mean, I mean, I mean, to go through the whole fanfare, and it's, it's not, you can't say that it's not possible. It could be done. That's what people are saying. Right. Be- because, um, Johnson's weight was off by the same amount as Cormier made it by. Cause he, when he first weighed, he was over by, you know, a pound and, and a quarter. And Johnson was under by a pound and a quarter yeah. after, uh, after DC passed. So uh, I don't know. Like I said, I I think at this near they're, they're um, drawing straws just to get any type of uh, like you said, just any type of attention. But, but DC DC is also you know he's kind of arrogant. He he just exudes this this kind of arrogant like I I know I know better I I am better, and people just don't gravitate towards that. He just has this air of, of right. arrogance and pompousness about him so it kind of reminds me of my old school days when i used to watch wcw and nwo the big heel faction they took over and they had like their own pay-per-view it was like a sold out yeah and it was like all the heels were going over and it's just like there's no fun in that like no. all the you know the, the douchebags 
But like, like if, if if you look at the, the 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 people's hero, you know, has become the guy who's you know being caught with coke. He's he he, he tested positive for you know with quote unquote dick pills. <laughs> he hit a he he hit a pregnant woman with his car. You know, John Jones came out the people's champion in this case. Right. It's like people dislike DC's arrogance so much that. And like a lot of people don't get it. They're like, I don't know why. Do you see? So he's a great guy. It's like, is he though? Mm, yeah, really. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, uh, Snoop Dogg has gotten into the fray where he's discussed that uh, uh, John Jones is the man, the premier man. Well, he didn't say it in those words. I would make him seem very um, and and really engulfed in MMA. But he just pretty much said that, you know, man, he'd kick anybody's ass in the ring. Like that's just yeah, yeah. That's just that's just pretty much his tale of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> so, like, and, and I mean, there's also like Weedman it, it was in there and he's just boring. He's mm. always been boring. He's just this, you know, plain white guy with zero personality, right. at least, uh, you know, in front of the camera against Musasi, who's just a twat. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah. I, think that, I think that might be the first time I have ever heard on this show someone use the word twat. Like, I. <laughs> It's an it's an accurate description of, of, of yeah. I you pretty much uh, uh broken ground with that one. I I I applaud yes. you on that, sir. So speaking of that match, what was the um uh, like I said, Weidman? It's just I don't know. He, he I I I'm t- I'm starting to think that his his celeb like his, his celebrity is a little bit more of a fluke than anything. One hit else. wonder, yeah. Um, Holly Holm type kind of a thing, kind of yeah. Uh, yeah, he 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 beat um. He beat he beat one of the greats and that's it. That's all he ever did. Like I've never heard anyone say, nor have I have I myself ever said, I'm excited for this, you know, to see why I've been fight. But I've people never have, heard it. But they, you know, as much as felt that, it, that, that there was a there was a controversy to the ending. What was your thoughts on it? Uh that's all on the ref. Yeah, it's you know. Seems like a lot of things are coming under the ref these past couple of uh, of UFC events as well in New York. Yeah. Yeah, the New York. I think because of, of of how new it is in New York, right? And because of you know a lot of people don't, still don't know about the sport and want to treat it like boxing, right? They just have this weird um, nonsensical rules. Like they say, it's like um, there's no like the, the ref can't look at, at at the playback in New York for some reason, right? It's like technically, Weidman would have would have won that, or or See, he, the, the ref messed up twice. Mm. One by calling a legal blow an illegal blow. All he was supposed to do was to stop the fight, give Weidman a few minutes to, to recuperate. Right. And that would have been it. But then, you know, he called the doctor in to check on him. And then the doctor I, I, I allegedly asked him if, you know, what's the date? You ask me right now what the date is. I wouldn't even I, know. I have yeah. not been hit in the I, head <laughs> for a long time. I, I don't know what the date is today. I'm so, still lost. Yeah. So like a lot of people just don't know what date it is. So, no. so it's not a, it's not a, a, a frame of reference to actually gauge right. whether someone's concussed. And even mm-hmm. if you were concussed, he's in a fight. What's the exact time? Uh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so with, um, with that, with that match on the, but I, I still say either case that, um, Weidman is still like a guy that's uh they they both got they they're both screwed. Yeah. They yeah, both it, got screwed cuz now they go back, you know, Musashi's going to go into negotiations and he's going to say, "Oh, I just beat Weidman." And you know, the UFC can say, "No, you didn't." 
how about the uh, Alves versus uh, Cote fight with uh, unanimous decision? Did you was it that clean cut to you? Yeah, Cote got beat up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then retired, which which is which is weird. Two retirements in one card. Which I was going to ask you about it. I, I've seen a, a, a trend here with a lot of individuals who are doing that, and it seems well, not it's not a trend now because I've I've been seeing it for for some like for some years now. Where whenever you see an individual seem to get their ass pummeled or just go out in an embarrassing way, their first notion is, uh, "Yeah, this is my last fight." Uh, Sorry guys, uh, not even not even uh, UFC and Dana White know about this, but yeah, this is my last fight. Okay, that was Johnson. Well, <laughs> Johnson said that he had this in mind, right. which is which is why I think he lost. He right. just was not there. He had one foot in that cage right. and one foot wherever else. The game plan, and every everyone knew the game plan was to stay the you know stay at a striking distance and punch and kick, which he did for two seconds, and then he tried to grapple. Fucking with, Cormier with, with the best wrestler, really? Yeah, like that was. I was just like, "What are you doing?" Right, like he get in distance, and as soon as he got in slight distance, he kicked Cormier in the in, in the face and broke his nose. Do you think that 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 fighters go in the ring thinking that instead of them trying to win the match, they go in there trying to outclass that person's specialty? In many instances, like for instance, like you said, he went he he went into a wrestling uh, style, which apparently. Wasn't no. he didn't understand it was not going to work? I, I guess it may be true for some. I I just I just think he just wasn't there. I think he wasn't thinking. He you know he he himself is a wrestler, so he default to his natural state, which right. is wrestling, without putting into you know into consideration the fact that he's going against fucking Cormier. <laughs> it's like no bonehead. That's what bo- that's what. Cormier wants to do in, the, in, in, in general. He just wants to grab you and hug you, and hug it out for five rounds. That's what he wants to do. What's your thought on the the women's match on that card on the main card? Um, sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. I I really liked um, Cavillo's um, performance. She was fantastic. She was she she had great intensity, and she she just kept throwing that jab and kept you know throwing combinations and her grappling. Is amazing. She is so good. She just has this natural inkling to like to 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 switch her hips whenever necessary, w- without even thinking about it. You can tell that she just naturally moves in, in her jiu-jitsu. She is definitely very high rank, one mm-hmm. of the best, if not the best, uh, grappling I've seen from a woman in in the cage. Um, then, then there was Gonzalez. Like she is very attractive, and I, you know, that is someone that if she had won, mm-hmm. could have been, you know, a a, a good way to get people, you know, to buy right. pay per views. She lost, and she can still come back. I mean, she held on for. She held on for for, for those. Yeah, rounds, most people, so. no, most people will not go to the yeah, third round. Yeah, she they would have gotten choked out in the first. Right. So good for her. Um, but I'm I'm more excited to see Cavillo uh, in the future. Uh, and uh, finally, like I said, we go to the main event. We we spoke about it. Uh, the the Johnson retirement as well as uh, Cormier, who seems to be getting carte blanche with the UFC. This guy, like you said, it seems like he could do whatever he wants. Well, he's an analyst. He, he he's like he has his hands. He hasn't, he hasn't, in every, defend, he in hasn't every defended cookie. the belt since when? Like it's you know he he he's probably the only few or ever that I've seen that has gotten a long period of time without defending that belt. Well, he's 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 made the prop the, the proper friends. Is there also the, the the chance that there actually isn't any 
competition in that division anymore. Oh, it is so done. That right? that, that division, there's like there's dinosaurs in that division. <laughs> like when Jones comes back, he needs to you know fight um, a refresh fight. He needs to fight you know someone, um, whomever doesn't matter. Right? They, they all suck. He can beat all of them. Anyone right. in the top ten. Then he needs to fight Kamir, beat him, and then he needs to go up and wait. Think so? You think that's what's going to be the next plan? Because honestly, it's no, that's like, what he should do. I don't know if he's going to. Yeah, do it. because honestly, it's it's like you said. There, there's nothing out there for that division. Cormier, he he, he can't go down. He's not going to. No. He's not going to go down. He barely made this weight, and even that the the if the, he if he made it at all if he yeah. made it at all, and uh, even the heavyweights is like. That, a bunch of grandpas in there. Yeah, it's it's it, it, that looks like the, that that division. Unless they 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 find or scout the next you know big thing, few next big things in the next couple of years. It's it's like if you want to see good fights, you got to go down to forty five and fifty five. Like um over here, uh, Oliveira. Mm-hmm. That was a good fight. Right. It was it was it was sort of quick, but I love watching Oliveira Oliveira fight. He right. is fantastic. He he just he just he just. He's just he's just a pleasure to watch. Do you think the heavyweight division is one of those? Is that is that the the lightweight and the heavyweight division is a division that's falling by the wayside because a lot of individuals who go into MMA probably at that size don't even have the stamina or the endurance to even be in a cage for that long. Because you know you you think of that size, you're thinking heavy hitting, done fights over. You're looking first round. Uh, you you think that they they haven't been able to find anybody to even fight in that in that in that division lately. Um, there is a high high chance of uh, of injury, like if you look if you look at Cain Velasquez, but right. that's also part of like like renowned for on his gym, is just you know, which which Cormier comes from, right? As well, um, it's just a lot of injuries when 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 you're that you when you're that big and that strong, you're just liable to hurt yourself, right? Training. So what what like for, I'm saying. I guess the focal point, like you said, is going to be the mid card, the, the, the midweight guys. Those are the ones that's going to nice start being the premier of the UFC. Is it also a thing to where that now, uh, if you're heavier, you might look into another forum of, uh, the, uh, of the promotions, like say a Bellator, because maybe UFC doesn't really treat their heavyweights that well. They don't treat anybody well. Mm. Like, um, Jacare is looking to leave because they're not paying him. Um, Musasi's talking about, you know, that they're not paying him enough. Right. And, and I can see both sides. He deserves more money, but he also does, you know, who, 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 who wants to go see, you know, I'm only going to see Musasi. It's like, who, who said that? <laughs> when, um, like he needs to put, you know, he needs, he needs to sell, you know, the cards and he's talking more, but every time he talks, he just comes off like a, like a twat. Yeah. We, we're going to get you, we're going to get you more involved. We're going to get you more into, uh, uh, come back to do more stuff and even talk about Bellator and stuff because I, I, I'm seeing the, the emergence. Uh, Rich from my take uh, well, has always been a Bellator dude. He's like, he's like the, he's like the slow progression of it. Oh, well, Bellator is, is also, he, they need to be careful to not become UFC's retirement home. Right. That's, and that's what, that's where I was going to go with it too because, Early on, it was, uh, the, 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 like, I would say Fort Lauderdale or the, yeah. uh, of, of the MMA yeah. fighters where they go Boca to retire. No, Boca Raton, uh, Shady Acres. Of yeah, Shady Acres. <laughs> but it's also the thing to where I see that they're aspiring to bring in young talent as well. Uh, looks like guys that the UFC Dana White are looking and saying, hmm, this guy may not be a cash cow, but 
Well, when you get them in the ring, there are actually great talents in there. So, when they got like Phil Davis. Right. Uh, I, you know what I remember? I used to love watching, um, uh, was it Strike Force? Right. I, that, that, that actually was the one that drew me into MMA. Was it Strike Force? Yeah, it was right. Okay. Yeah, it was Strike Force that got me into it. And then, like, probably a year or two later, that's when UFC bought them out. And I was like, okay, Sorry. I guess I got to watch these fuckers now. <laughs> uh, whatever. So, uh, for, Future cars, like what do we, what do you see upon the horizon as a as a as a draw, a possible oh, draw in UFC? I am looking forward to that not to the next uh women's lightweight uh division. Mm-hmm. Um Yon I'm God, I'm so that glad woman. that you can say that because Oh <laughs> my the that my tongue would have been on my ass for that one. Okay. Um Stipe Miocis versus Junior de Santos, that's do you not want to see that? Yes, that it, especially as Dos Santos is like you. When he fight, I always look at him and he always goes into the ring, and I'm like, I know this guy's gonna tear somebody up. JDS has looked better than he has in a long time. Right, he was always playing, you know, slight second fiddle to to Ken Velasquez. But, Velasquez, I, so, yeah, I'll say that so now you you get to see what would happen if you know um, Steve Miocic fought um, um, Kane. Kane. But he's fighting Junior, who might actually be a little better than Kane right now right. because he's healthy. He looks super healthy. He looks super dedicated, and he's kicking ass. Right. Anything so, else down the line you like as well? Um, what's coming up next? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, what I'm saying. The cars look really, really. Uh, I don't know. Because Mighty Mouse is fighting, but you know he's gonna win because. He always wins. He's the best. He's lost. He's lost once. You know they should put him in a in a ring with a kangaroo or a bear at the same time. Like it has to, he has well, to fight them both at the same time. Well, he's also tiny, so that's unfair. <laughs> that's all right though, because I still think he'll pull it out. Or at least have the bear like fight with its claws like tied up <laughs> or something like that. But um, uh, and lastly, before we before we got out this, uh, I, I have to say that. I know a lot of people may be tired of hearing it, but I need, you know, every episode you come on, I, I have to, uh, get your insight on it. Uh, Mayweather versus McGregor. What's what, what your don't thoughts? Care. I know you don't care. Not many of it, us do. It's, I know it's, you a, don't. it's a spectacle. It's, it's, uh, is it going to happen? <sighs> we, I mentioned it every episode and each episode you seem to like lean toward it not happening. And, you know, now with news of, you know, they hyping it up a little bit more and stuff. Um, will it happen? It it it's a fifty fifty. To me, I've always thought I'm thinking of with, this with I, with Mc. Uh, with, it's all about the money, man. Right. It's all about the money. And to be honest, Mayweather should get the money he get he gets. I think so because it, you're going into his field. You're yeah. going into his realm. It's not like and not, well, not, not only are you get, going into his realm, you're asking him to come out of retirement, retirement, right? To break the record of one of the greatest boxes of all time, right? So and um sure he should get 125 million and McGregor should get 25 million if he's lucky if if he's lucky you know and to be hey. honest it's 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 going to draw people will buy the shit the buy rates will be something for it but i still think that you know i think i think that camp is a little bit uh too greedy i'm, I'm talking about the McGregor camp did you notice something or did you just like oh yes actually I, see I, I, the I just reality re- of your penis like i just bit? i just realized the 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 card for two eleven, which is, um, I, like I said, uh, Miocic and Dos Santos, but there's also Maya versus Masvidal. Ooh, that you know, like 
the hoodest guy in in UFC right now. Um, he comes in a, Ma- he comes in a cage with a gun. He probably he he probably could. <laughs> you know, he he was fighting next to um, Kimbo Slice. You know, in yeah. Florida. Um, and Maya, the best grappler that's ever walked in that cage. So I don't know. That's that's a great fight. Do you have Alvarez versus Poirier? Poirier looks better than he has in, than he's ever looked, and you know Alvarez is, is always a force to reckon with. And then there's Frankie Edgar versus Jair Rodriguez. Frankie Edgar, I, I've I've been so upset with like how they treating him. How they treating him? Yeah, it's it's been it's ah, uh, you 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 have you have something with him. Give him something better than what he's deserving, man. I, I, that, that, that's been frustrating me for a long time. I've been an Edgar, Edgar guy for a while, man. They just, they don't know what they got. Yeah. I, I say the same thing about your wife. She doesn't know what she has when it comes with you. Amen. Amen. A- Amen. <laughs> the, the big fight I want to see is you being able to get out the house and come hang out a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's not really her. That's the baby. It's like, I, right. Let's just pass the buck on the baby. That's what we're doing. Well, the, the boat, 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 I have two girls who, who demand attention from their parents. Right. That's what it is. Kufa. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to have to edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's homophobic. <laughs> okay, see, see. So when um when we when we when we see you up once again, hopefully uh I'm gonna bring you in and we're gonna talk some some Bellator. I want to I want need to get to get your homework in, into that as well. Sink your teeth into that a little I bit more. Bellator, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm just I'm trying to bring you out a little bit more so you don't have to be uh um uh henpecked is that the word uh, is that the- so the, you're not really looking for, for for my opinion on these things you no just, you, i just i'm just saving you, me, you. I'm just, do me a favor i'm trying to keep you me solid yeah i'm trying to bring you some masculine bring your masculinity back slowly but surely but i love you though that's my you're my guy <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's the will closing out this segment of mma here at trss make sure you follow us on facebook as well as on instagram on twitter and on youtube when we come back it's got tons and tons and stuff to be talking about. And uh yeah, man, to to to, to my favorite guy. Your body's upon the gears and upon the wheels. I feel that for upon you. the levers. Yeah. Upon you gotta, you gotta, you gotta strive for that. You gotta strive for that, boy. Gotta keep fighting to get out of the house, boy. We'll come back. Figured out I would, I would play you in with some reggaeton since you were at a concert this past, this past week. You go to a concert just to sit in there for like five days. This is actually a nice song. This oh, okay. Like I'll play a little bit. Shout out to my boy Papito. Make sure you get him at papitosmusic.com. You can also get this album, Mi Pasión, on iTunes. 
Papito, mi pasión. Mi pasión. Yeah. Nice work, bro. You can get that on iTunes, man. Shout out to my boy Papito. You doing it up there, boy. Better than 60% of the people I saw at the concert. <laughs> was it really that bad? It wasn't that it was Did it bad. start that bad? I mean, did it start at to- on time? Because no, you, know, you know Spanish people. No, I actually did start on time. But what they did was they tried to do- give you like a sandwich. What they did was they gave you two dope artists in the beginning. And then they gave you all the, the the lime pieces of shits in the middle, <laughs> and then they ended real strong. Yeah, you're telling me that there's there's a new a new wave, a new genre of a uh, reggaeton, a new. It's called reggaeton trap. Oh Jesus Christ! You can find that in Urban Dictionary if you want. <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. It, it's horrible. Yeah, it, so, it, there's no. I don't know. I, from somebody who's very like in touch with his Spanish side. And he used to love like his culture and music and not just reggaeton, salsa, all that type of jazz. I mean, it's just, it's, it's sickening to see that. Like, it's just terrible. It's yeah. so ghetto and just stupid. Speaking of trash, uh, we're, we're here with, uh, Keith's acquired taste and not, not to say that he's trash, but there, something that came to mind One that I had to trash, discuss. No, no, but that, that is true. Yeah. But, uh, I had a conversation this past week and early on in the, in the episode, I discussed it. As we all know, uh, Russell Westbrook, my guy Brody, he, uh, he's passed a single season rep record for a triple doubles. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was an individual, this is why I don't like talking sports at my job. Okay. Now, not only did I have one individual say it, I had two. I had a guy who said it and then one who backed him up. Oh, you had a pair of fools. Yeah, who said that Russell say? Westbrook is trash, that he I is see. garbage. Okay. See, that's, that's, that's when you're talking to a bunch of imbeciles. You know what I'm saying? Like, using the word trash is a very, very strong way of going when you're talking about a player and critiquing him. I will sit here and say Russell Westbrook is not the player that we're seeing do this. This is just a miracle run, what he's doing. I won't shit on it, but I, I'm just in favor of other players, but He's not trash. By good lord, he's not trash. There's, there's no, there's nothing really trash about Russell Westbrook's game. He's an amazing player. So if they were telling you that, then I wouldn't even take like advice on taxes or anything like that. <laughs> it was, it was one of those things that I sat there and I was like, wow, who hurt you in your life? Like, what did, what did Russell do to you? You know what it is? They did, just, does they, he owe you money? Like, did he touch you when you were a kid? Like, they, they they got their girl stolen by a guy who looked like a turtle, so they've. That's felt, what it was. Yeah, they feel a certain type. And a guy with, with with a weird smile. Yeah, and, yeah, that's what they probably lost like fifty dollars on like OKC or something. Yeah, like that, I said that sounds very personal. I don't think that has anything to do with the like, game. I'll, I'll I'll sit here and tell you what I think is wrong with Russell Westbrook, mm. but the word trash will never be associated with Russell Westbrook. Absolutely not. The word trash should be only associated to the New York Knicks. Like, seriously. <laughs> It, like the Brooklyn Nets put on more of an effort by losing by 50 than the Knicks losing by 10. And losing by 10 makes me want to vomit with the Knicks. But if I watch the Brooklyn Nets play, they'll play so hard and still get blown out. It's more entertaining. But isn't it is something that even in the losing effort, they still look like they're the better team than New York? They, like, they, they just look the like they want to play basketball. Right. Not that the Knicks don't look like they know what the square root of one is. So we're, we're, it's, it's closing down. It looks like, uh, Harden and, and, and Westbrook are right. pulling away mm-hmm. for the MVP candidates, uh, or the leading run. Do you think the NBA will, 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 will do a co MVP this year? You know, I've always been f- in favor for it in all sports. I like it. I've always been a fan of co-MVPs. Like, I liked when Steve McNair and Peyton Manning got it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like a, 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 
like it, it shouldn't take away from the fact that you're sharing the award. It should be celebrated that you and this other dude ran the league. Like I right. get it, you want to be the most valuable guy, but when you have years like you know this year that we're having as viewers, like I don't think we should shun the other. Like I really think we should celebrate both. And I'm I'm happy for Russell. I think what he's doing is is pretty remarkable. Uh, I'm also happy for. I'm really to be quite honest with you. I'm more happy for James Harden. I never used to like James Harden's game because I felt like he choked in the playoffs. And then when I saw him get his own squad in Houston, I just felt like he wasn't going to be that guy to elevate others. Right. And this year he has proven me so wrong. So I'm more happy for him in that regard because I feel like if you could call me crazy, he's become a better basketball player than Russell Westbrook. I just feel like Russell Westbrook is just abusing his talents. He hasn't become a better basketball player. Because James Harden, he's actually starting to play a little bit of defense. He's actually a guy who you would never, ever would have thought would pass the ball. I remember he was just an ISO guy. Now he's getting nine assists a game. Right, right. So I'm happy for him. Russ is just abusing the league with his athletics, athleticism. So, like, I just feel like Russ could have did this last year. I don't care what anybody says, you know? Playing, playing, you know, played basically the whole season. Yeah, he's been awesome. Yeah, so it's been it's, awesome. By the way, what's your take on resting players as well? Like, you know, that's still a big heated debate that they're having going on. Well, coming from a guy who truly loves football, but I want everybody to know a little bit of origin with me. My first love was uh baseball, but it wasn't because I fell in love with it. It's because it was forced. It's Spanish, down. that's why. Yeah, it's Spanish, Spanish is forced yeah, down my throat. Yeah, Spanish. Yeah. Which is fine. I I love I love baseball. Don't get me wrong, but my first true love was basketball. I fell in love with it on my own. And the thing about basketball is that what I learned when I was growing up was that you have to always give it your all. You can't be resting. Like it was like a, a, a shun if you did that. And you know, all those OG guys from the nineties, you know, they, they, they emplaced that mindset on guys like me. I'm sure guys like you, mm-hmm. but you know, at the end of the day, like I've seen so many guys get hurt in the playoffs or get hurt around this time of year that you know what? If resting them gets you to watch them play. The whole postseason and no regrets and no if ands or buts by all means because I always felt like you know this part of the season is irrelevant like really honestly nobody cares. Um, when Boston won their championship, they were the number three seed. They were resting guys, one seed, two seed doesn't matter. If your team is good enough, like we know they are, they will get to the finals. And you want to sit there and watch the playoffs. The NBA is is hurting themselves because they're superstar centric and they ignore the regular season. So if they're telling you that, why should any of us be salty about that? If the NBA feels that the playoffs are where our, our brand is made because we base it off the superstar, then why are, why as fans are we upset? We still watch the games. We still support these players. We still want the playoffs to come. And even though we know who's going to play in the freaking finals more than likely, we're still gonna watch, you know. I know Greg Popovich, head coach of the San, uh, San Antonio Spurs. He was a big. He's a. He's basically the Started. first. Yeah, he's a big, the first uh, coach who who did it openly. Didn't care what anybody thought. But I think when they did it, it was basically like a big fu to uh the league and to uh, well, uh, televised sports because it, it it was and it also was resting guys, but right? I get what you're saying because Pop is that type of guy. He will tell some like, I don't care if this game is on national TV. Right. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, I could definitely see the FU mantra like connected with Popovich and like the TV and the fans. But 
the fans are going to show up come the first, the first postseason game. They always have, you know. San Antonio fans, they'll take guys resting as long as they make it to the finals all the years they have, right? If all those guys are going to rest all those years, so what? Tim Duncan rest? He got him how many rings, how many MVPs? So with that being said, I just feel like the crazy, you know, you know coaches but, know best. As you know, Cleveland is being under the, the microscope for this as well, but it's not, it's not, uh, the, uh, um, Coach Lou who's freaking getting the heat. It's LeBron who's getting the heat for this. Like, how is it that the player is the one that's sitting there that's getting the heat for resting? Well, we all know who's a freaking machine behind LeBron, the Cavs, LeBron, but, LeBron, but still. LeBron could never do right to anybody. LeBron is always wrong in everybody's eyes. LeBron can never, ever, ever do something and somebody have any type of positive and no negative behind it. He's always going to get the backlash of anything that he does or anything that he says. So nobody was complaining when Pop was doing it. Nobody was complaining that Tim Duncan was following, you know, that, that, that blueprint. Nobody said nothing, but because it's LeBron James, because it's the king, because he's the best player in the world, because a lot of people do not like him, he's going to say what's on his mind like he's always have. People are going to have a negative, negative take on it. And I just feel like no matter what LeBron does, he's always, he's always a loser in everybody's eyes, even so, though he's doing the right thing. So basically, you know, you have a lot of retirees who are the ones who's, who's, who's lashing out saying, you know, they need to be playing. They need to, they need to, to, to do this for not only themselves, but for, for, for the fans who go out to see you and stuff like that. But you make up a valid point because, you know, come the last 10 games of the season, you're locked in for a playoff spot. You already know you're getting, uh, getting in and, you know, you, you don't want to risk injury going into the playoffs because then you get the fans going, wow, they shouldn't even let yeah, them like play. Yeah, like, even though... They shouldn't like, let them play that, those last 10 games. Like, even... Yeah, like, even if they do, like, for whatever reason, like, get hurt in the playoffs and you can't relate it to a game, like, the 2nd of April, you, you really can't put the two together. You just, you just gotta be more cautious. Like, anything can happen on any, on any game. Like, any given day, anything can go down. The thing is, is that, listen, if I'm trying to do my best to make this team a champion, we as fans should accept that instead of be pissed about it. I could get it if you spend all that money to go to a game. But remember, that's your decision. Remember, like you've said in the past, like I've said in the past, like even Matt has said in the past, they have that card subject to change on the ticket. Anything can go down at any moment. You know, the minute you press checkout on that website to get that ticket, you have to understand that. Right. So I just feel like people need to stop being so goddamn ignorant. This is not something new. So leading up to the playoffs come, um, any teams that that uh, that you see are going to be a show? Well, first of all, before we get into that, uh, we got teams who are not making the playoffs, and it seems as though there are teams who are tanking just for the, the lottery spot. Um, does it really matter? I mean, honestly, does it, does it really matter? I feel like guys? we always have this conversation around this time of year. Right. And I feel like at the end of the day, no matter what, the NBA is going to, like, this is just my take on it. The NBA is going to award losers. The NBA awards losers more than it awards winning. The NBA will always make sure that those little small market teams will hoard a superstar for about six to seven years, no matter what. And by me saying that, I'll, you know, go into detail because every time a player gets drafted, after four years, they become a restricted free agent and the team will always match the offer and the player is not unrestricted, meaning he does not have the freedom. So then when they sign that, that's like another added two, three years. So, I mean, 
what else can you what how else can you spin that in a positive manner when that then when you can sit here and say no matter what when these kids come out to be something good right and they be they look like they have potential they they, they leave like they all they're always guaranteed to leave like let's be honest andrew wiggins and carl anthony towns are not going to stay in minnesota their whole careers right Gannis and and Benteko, I, I really am trying here with his name. But the Greek, the Greek freak, freak yeah, that's the best go. I can do. He's not staying Giannis, in Milwaukee. Yeah. He's, he's not going to stay in Milwaukee his whole career. Why Why do that? Why? Because they want Milwaukee to have a brand and, and, and to benefit and make money off that. Nobody watches the Milwaukee Bucks. If you know somebody who said, yo, I saw that Milwaukee Buck game last night, you got to ask him last time he had puss. Because I don't know what's going on with that nigga. Oh. It's just one of those things where, that's right, you're, you're learning. <laughs> You're learning. We, we're, we're trying to veer. Uh, we're trying to veer Keith off the end. Where like, as we doing as, so as, well. as yeah, you were. And not only that, we're Shucks. trying to do that here as well. Shucks. But off the mic, we are some foul mouth ridiculous. Things. <laughs> no, that's right. At you, least I caught it. You caught it. <laughs> I should have. You are not. Ball. You are not a dumb n word. You are a dumb person. <laughs> Wait on. Yeah. I should have. I should have hit the buzz on you. Yeah. I had it. Damn, I, we both froze. Like ah. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That because I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But I always felt that even if you got, even if you did come in last and you got the most balls and the freaking lottery. And I don't even like the lottery. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not a fan right, of You it know either. what? I, I had a, I, nah, I actually, yo, I've actually literally believe in the fact that the NBA should not even have a draft, son. There's no need for a draft in the NBA. So what do they do? There's like 10 players, honestly, 10 legit, legit players. What you can do, you can do one of two things. This is my opinion. One, you cannot even have a draft. Just let them go to the highest bidder. That's what I think. That's one thing. Just let them go like to a highest all, bidder. Let them do an auction. Yeah, just let them go to the highest bidder, and then and, and install the same mantra where the player has to be on the rookie team for about X amount of years. But because that team paid X amount of money, why not? That's one way of doing it. Just let them go into a free agency pool and auction them off. Or two. What you can do is you take the 10 best players, right? And I guess everybody else will go like into like a free agency thing. Take the 10 best players, right? And put their names in the lottery. Right. Put their names in the lottery. And then have the teams pick their names from the lottery instead of the draft being done from the lottery. Like have their names in the balls right. and then that way you, you determine it. Because that way it's even playing field. Have the same amount of ping pong balls for all the teams. Just have the weakest team pick first. Right. And that way, that way, tanking, oh, I'm going to be the worst team so I have the most odds. No, no, no. You can't do that because it's still up to, it's, it's on even playing field. Right. If I'm the fifth worst team in the NBA, I can still pick out, um, uh, LeVar Ball's uh, name uh, or uh, LeVonzo Ball. Ball and I can still, you know, Say that I really didn't tank. I just had a bad season. Now, could that be across the board in all sports or just basketball? I think more than just more, more definitely in basketball because in basketball, the draft, Red, you've never watched the second round of the NBA draft, have you? No. Thank you. I don't know anybody who has who actually sat there <laughs> and dedicated themselves to the second I, round of the I, NBA draft. I didn't draft. learn until like the past probably like five years that it's only three rounds in the draft. There's not three rounds. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, there's three rounds. No, it's not. How many is it? Two. No, there's three. Red, there's two rounds in the NBA draft. I gotta check that out because I remember there's only <laughs> right. I'm telling you, there's only two I rounds. There's son. only three rounds in that thing. It's about like 60, 70 picks. That's it. <laughs> I'm dead ass, red. 
There's only two rounds. By the way, you're hearing this first live on TRS. <laughs> <laughs> this proves my point. This should not even be an NBA draft. My son thinks there's three rounds. I, always I don't even blame him. That's how bad the draft is. Oh, wow. Too, it's I, not even his fault. I blame the NBA. <laughs> you're a victim, bro. It's all right. I'm here for you. Um, you're right. Uh, shit, I, I have to go to counseling now for that. <laughs> it's not your fault. I don't blame you at all. It's the NBA. Who touched you, Red? Who touched you? Yeah, it's two rounds. Holy shit. In 1974, they stabilized the 10 rounds. Until it was in 1985, it was broken down to seven. And then in 1989, it was limited to two rounds. Look, what you do is you have the auction. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. This is what I thought of. It's the supplemental that happened after because it's yeah, like, they have yeah, some yeah, shit yeah, like that. that. Yeah. What they should do is have the NBA auction, the rookie auction. That's mm. all I thought. Have the rookie auction. Oh, no, and then you know what that's going to be about. You can't do that. What? Because gonna, people are going to make it racist. They're going to think it's like, oh, it's like slave trading and all that. Slave auctioning and shit like that. That's what it's going to be how about. The, how you, damn, I mean, I get, I get where you're going, but yeah. I'm, I'm not telling gonna, you. People will do that but unless it, unless unless some big French white motherfucker goes out. Yeah, but they're 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 they're, which the, which the they're, bidding, they're not bidding for the guy to be a slave though. But like you know what it is. Like, oh, like, they got him out there like some big buck out there in center in the center field. But you could make the case that almost the court. NBA draft is no different. Yeah. I mean, there's just no money involved. But I just think that if the team really wants somebody, pay up. If you really want him, pay up. Drop the money. If you really want um, Lonzo Ball. Wait, wait, where's your money at? Put your finances together and put your money up. Right. Like, that's just my opinion. I think that will help a lot of teams. And I think it will help fans understand that tanking is not as bad as you think. Like, I get you could tank a little. I understand that you want to be bad so you right. can be in the mix. It's kind of helpful in a little bit of a sense. But to, to do it like where Philadelphia said, yeah, we're going to suck for three years because we just have to. When you really didn't have to, like, I don't like that. You just right. tell the fan base, yo, we're going to be garbage for three years. Like, why would you even do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like that. Yeah, because we're going to wait for this. I just one think that's disrespectful. I, I don't know. I just think that's just unfair to the fans. All right, guys. When we come back, we're going to be discussing uh, another headache in which Keith has been going through the NFL mock draft. We're going to, if you guys didn't check out our special edition, make sure you check us out on, uh, TRSSpodcast.com is listed there. Our special episode of the mock draft. We're going to do a follow up. Keith has some movement going on. Yep. And it's, it, the movement is happening so much. It it's moves, gone. you know, I've had more movement in, in this mock draft than I had at that reggaeton concert. But, but I, <laughs> when I tell you the things that I saw at that reggaeton concert, my mm. Lord, <laughs> I felt like I was on an island that, you know, doesn't exist. It's so beautiful. I felt like I was on an episode of Lost. All right, guys. When we come back with a bunch of follow up to the mock draft, onion booties. Was it really that good? It, it, nah, it was ridiculous, bro. Like, oh, honestly, I, I like Latinas like literally dropped the mic when I saw them. Like, there's no better <laughs> woman out there than Latinas. I'm sorry. They are the crown jewel. All right, guys, we're going we're, we're gonna to come back. And for all you guys who agree, because I know many of you, everybody does. I don't care what everybody says. Latinas are. Yes, my dude. When we come back. And a nice tight dress. Mock draft. Nice heels. Keith and I. Dark black hair. We return. Some nice eyes. Did you get anybody? I'm weak. Oh my goodness. Let me start. Turn the mics <laughs> off, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm a fan of wrestling. And there's nothing more that I love than independent wrestling. Sure, you have the WWE's, the Ring of Honors, the Impact Wrestling, but independent wrestling is where you get the taste of what pure wrestling is you get to see the up and comers the future stars the future talents and those you've seen in the big arenas they come into your town to visit you and what better place to 
be at when you want to watch independent wrestling is at House of Glory Wrestling. House of Glory Wrestling is the premier promotion in the New York City area and up and down the eastern seaboard. People know their name. Telling you this upcoming April 22nd, we have New World Rising. April 22nd, New World Rising. Doors open at 8 p.m. at the Elmcore Youth and Activity Center, 107-20 Northern Boulevard in Corona, Queens. Tickets are still available at HOGWrestling.net. That is the night where you get to see NWOs, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. They'll be in the building. Meet and greet at 6 p.m. You guys, you don't want to. That. Are you serious, man? That's something you want to see. Also on the card, Sonya Strong and Willow Nightingale versus Violet and a tag team partner of her choosing yet to be determined. Also, HOG tag team fight. We have EYFBO, their champion, as well as Impact tag team champions going up against Psychosis and Super Crazy. And for the world heavyweight title, we have House of Glory Wrestling's own Anthony Gangone going up against CZW's champion, Joe Gacy. Also on the card, Private Party, Ken Broadway, Draconis, New York Wrecking Crew, Vander James, Hank Flanders, Nikki Heat, Leroy Green, and all HOG stars that you have grown to love and hate at the same time because I have. Also, you could be able to check us out. Regular season is going to be in the building. Turnbuckle Tabloid. You guys meet up with the hashtag regulars. That's who we are. We'll be in the building as well. So make sure you get your tickets at HOGWrestling.net. Tickets are still on sale. Make sure you get them. April 22nd. Doors open. House of Glory Wrestling. Make sure you guys are there, man. Don't miss out. This is TJ Perkins, TJP, and you're listening to TRSS. And we're back with the Keith and our mock draft follow up. You um, yep. you 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 seem to be stressed out about this, man. I did a mock draft, right? And if you did, check us out at uh, our special that we dropped on the website. It was the combine special, and I understand, you know, things happen. I get it. But I guess this was my first time, like, really sitting down and putting my, my thoughts together to do a mock draft. And I really took it for granted. <laughs> I took it for granted. I thought this was easy. I really thought this was easy. I want you eyes off. Now, now, now you know what Mel Kuyper goes through and, now. And, and Todd McShay. <laughs> and, and Todd McShay. Yeah, like, I, I give him mad props because, yeah, oh, I could do a mock draft. But if you're doing one for, like, a show that me and Red are doing and, like, we wanted to keep, you know, you up to, like, date as, as much as possible and... Keep you in the loop, you know, maybe a different ear to listen to than what you would hear on ESPN or like Fox Sports. This is tough, man. I, and I'm not asking for nobody to come out and say, we got you, Keith, or you can do it. No, kiss my ass. Listen, <laughs> I got this shit. But the shit is, is that these prospects are really annoying. And then these these scouts are really annoying. It's like they, they, they either they're doing something to mess up their draft stock right. or these scouts purposely got nothing to do but scratch their ass. And figure something wrong with them. Oh, his shape up is too far back, so we have to drop him a little bit. Like it's literally getting to that pettiest well, point. Well, it's it's funny you said that because I start thinking that maybe there's some sabotaging going I on. I feel like it's a lot of smoke screens. Right, it's hurting a lot of like what I the trends that I'm seeing because doing a mock draft, I literally like I compare it to kind of like gambling. Mm -hmm. You have to like kind of watch the trends of what's happening around you. Right, and you kind of kind of you got to take it with a grain of salt. You, you, you got to kind of like really roll the dice sometimes. More or less, you kind of know what's going to happen in, in certain situations. But if you really want to like, you know, 
be that be that be that guy to get that right you gotta really like roll the dice like i still have cleveland sticking to miles garrett but all i hear lately miles garrett is not a lock for the number one pick right you mean to tell me since the end of november all i've heard was miles garrett is a once in a lifetime talent you can't miss on pro- you can't miss prospect you, you can't get this wrong now it's april 12th oh he's not a lock for the number one pick kiss my ass you're lying you're straight up lying to us right this is, i don't want to hear it and if you are not lying right then the cleveland browns do not deserve deserve to even wear helmets they don't deserve to be on a football field if they're that dumb then you know, as I scroll, I still, you know, I still got San Francisco, Solomon Thomas, defensive end, got the Bears going, Jamal Adams, the safety, who I love. He's my favorite player in the draft. Me and Red like him. Got the Jacksonville Jaguars going for net. You know, I keep going. I have, like, little thoughts of where I think trades can happen. Tennessee Titans have pick five, and they have pick 18. And, 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 and I don't think that they're going to stay put in either of them. For some odd reason, I think they're going to be able to to, to, to to move one of those picks. Right. And to sit here and say, I think this guy's going there. Well, obviously, he's not going to go there if I think one of those picks are going to get moved. I also think, by the way, I went I went through it real quick. San Francisco, number two. I think it could be a trade spot, too. So then to really sit here and say, I think that player's going to go there. I don't even think they're going to be there. So it's tough. But, you know, after Tennessee, you know, I, I mixed it up. I had them going receiver. I know they have secondary issues. I was like, you know, let me just get a, give him a linebacker, Ruben Foster, who I don't, I don't think he's going there. But then, then I get to the Jets, and then that's ahead of me. And we all know how I feel about the Jets. Well, some some uh, Sports Center has that uh, the possibility that oh, Kuiper has it that uh, the Jets are taking uh, uh, Trubisky at six. Yeah, he has Trubisky. I've seen Watson. I thought Watson for a few, you know, a few weeks, and then. I see like OJ Howard, the tight end for Alabama stock, rise up. And they're talking about him at six. I threw him at six in this mock draft just because I keep hearing the stock go up, but I believe in the player. So this is one smoke screen that I don't think is too much of a smoke screen, but I don't see the Jets starting this rebuild by drafting a tight end to, to begin the process. You, you feel me? Like, I, I I understand they're trying to do the rebuild, but I just can't see the tight end to be the beginning of the answer. Even though I feel like every team needs a tight end and they simply ignore the tight end. Right. I just don't see it, but he is a top 10 talent. So I threw him there. Just to go real quick, I still got the Chargers sticking in the secondary with Lattimore in the corner, in the corner position. Carolina mixed it up, gave him uh, Malik Hookers, Ohio State secondary. Cincinnati got the leftovers of Jonathan Allen, who I feel like his stock is dropping. Buffalo Bills, I got them going taking Watson. They're another team that's really confusing because they just paid Tyrod Taylor. If they didn't really want to address the quarterback position, why'd you go get Tyrod Taylor again? But then all I keep hearing is they're interviewing Trubisky, they're interviewing Watson. Well, it's funny because McShay has um, Watson going at uh, San Diego. And I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. See, McShay, see, that's where McShay just got nothing to do with him. That's what I said. It was, that, that was he a got, weird spot. Yeah, that, I don't think McShay is, is – is, I think McShay literally had to do something. He was throwing darts on the board. Yeah, because I don't care how old Phillip River is. I, until he's done, I, I don't think they're drafting a quarterback in the first round. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just don't see it. And I think Phillip Rivers has is, is, is earned that respect. You know, and look, I got – moving past the Bills who just confuse me. I still got the Saints going defense, Hassan Reddick. Then you got the, the the Browns again. And then I got the Browns going Trubisky at 12. 
And I think that's a trade spot mm. because I think they're not going to trade the number one overall pick. But I still think that here at 12, they, they all I keep seeing is them compile picks, compile picks. Why not? You know, right here, why don't you just do Mache something? has a... Why don't Trub- you do some, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Here, you do something for Garoppolo. Yeah. Mache has a Trubisky going at 13 to the Cardinals. Another one? I, I, I don't mind that as much. Maybe I get it. He can sit and watch Palmer. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I get it. I got them going Mike Williams because Fitzgerald is on his last legs. He still could ball. Don't get it twisted. I just I think Arizona is a little bit too old. So I think that quarterback move right there would kind of like... It wouldn't be a bad move. The more interesting thing is that Kuiper has, um, uh, uh, what's his name? He has uh, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes at, at the Cardinals spot at 13. Wow, he really got him high because yeah. I still don't see Mahomes getting like, I think it, Mahomes ceiling in, in the draft will probably, he won't get like past like in the 20s. Like, I think he's in that range. For I see that the go- Romo thing hasn't really affected much people when, uh, except for, except for, uh, possibly the Texans, but, they're not even looking too high up for for a quarterback. Early well, on. in terms of what I thought could have happened on the draft, I thought a few trades could have went down. Now, yeah. guys are guys who I thought were going to move picks are not going to move picks. So now it kind of changes where like my mindset was going because I kind of thought of a lot of teams. Oh, if they're going to have Romo, are they not going to have Romo? Seems this team going to have Romo. Is that team going to have Romo? And it kind of like threw me off. See now. When you got Romo out the picture, it kind of makes it simpler, but it also kind of gives you, like, a lot of guys who I feel like it's not that it's a fit. I just feel like, okay, it's a need type thing, and everybody's plugging Houston and Mahomes together. That's something that I have also. Another one that I have is, like, I had Dalvin Cook in, in like, the teens area, and he's dropping because he's had off-the-field issues. He's had poor workouts. My, my thing is when I hear something like that, if he's had so many off the field issues, you were high on him three weeks ago. Now you're not. So it has to be the workouts. Now, my thing is, is that how bad are the workouts from like three weeks ago to now? If they're, they're so bad that he's falling out of the first round, he, then he probably isn't working out at all. And like you're telling me because he isn't lifting a weight one time more than the last time three weeks ago that it's that big of a deal yeah he's um apparently he's probably just uh he's been doing more workouts in madden than he is in real life i, I must be then because <laughs> like my thing is is that like don't sit here and tell me all of a sudden that you're you're mad at you're not you're not that you're mad that you're concerned about characters just you knew that in the combine mm. so now that's a problem so i i went with like the eagles going to get mccaffrey i feel like him and wentz whatever because right. carson wentz is the future McCaffrey would be a nice little piece to put next to him. They went and got Alshon Jeffrey. Nice little wet offense right. right there. Now, here's the here's the team that has me wilding out. And I really feel, I have a gut feeling about this. At 15, the Indianapolis Colts are going to do two things that I feel like is going to shock everybody. One, they're going to take a guard. And I think this guard is going to be one of the best players in the draft. This is how hard I've been going with this draft. Forrest Lamp, offensive guard from Western Kentucky. Mm. I love this guy. Why? Because I seen him play against Alabama, and he took down Alabama by himself. He took on all the blitz. He did his thing. God bless him. I feel like he's going to be a first-rounder, but I feel like the Colts might trade out of this pick, and that's the second thing I think they're going to do. I feel like they need help. I feel like they should trade out of 15. I really, really – I think if, if a team wants a quarterback – That's interesting. And if a team – if a team wants a quarterback and all the teams in the top 10 avoid the quarterback position, if for whatever reason the Jets – Think of your scenario that you just said with the with the mock draft that you just said with McShay right. or Kuyper. Let's just say the Jets don't get a quarterback. Like I said, they get like a tight end. and they, But but the Bills don't get a quarterback. But the Cardinals are the first one to get a quarterback. 
that's two spots before the Colts. Mm-hmm. I feel like right there, there's going to be a desperate team. And the Colts need a lot of help. They don't need a quarterback. Move back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's one thing that threw me off. Because I don't know. I, maybe I'm reading into it too much. But I just feel like I don't think one player is going to help the Colts. And I feel like they're going to waste Andrew Luck's career. So that, that's something I put together real quick. Uh, going through it real quick, I, I still got the Ravens. I you know going, I switching it up and getting a real good player. I have him going Corey Davis wide receiver. I think he's a really good prospect. I got the Redskins going Derek Bar- Derek Barnett, who I feel like is probably the second best true leader in the whole draft for a team to, to take after Jamal Adams. Derek Barnett has been working out injured throughout this whole process, and he's been putting on amazing workouts. And he's clearly injured, and I love it about him. He's showing great character. Once again, back to Tennessee at 18. I feel like this is a trade spot. I have them taking John Ross, but then I really don't see them taking John Ross. I I put that there because I feel like if I don't put John Ross there, I don't know where where I'm going to put John Ross. (laughs) Like, I feel like he's a first-round talent, but if he don't go there, I go down the list. There's receivers all over the board with all those other teams. Right. They don't really have a need for receivers. So I'm just like, I guess I got to put him there. But then I guess why would... I just don't see. I see Tennessee Titan, the Tennessee Titans benefiting from moving that pick and letting somebody else take John Ross. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got the Bucks going defense. Your guy from Michigan, Taco Charlton. I just feel like they need a they need a pass right. rusher. Um, Broncos. I got them going offensive line. Cam Robinson. I feel like that's one of the reasons why Tony Romo didn't really um, feel the need to go play for John Elway. Mm-hmm. I feel like he really, really looked at that offensive line and he, he knew his health was, you know, a concern. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like he would have survived there. Um, Detroit Lions got a poor secondary. I got them going with a new cornerback who has flown up the, the like the, the 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 percentages of like oh his stock has risen. Tre'Davious White. Kid you not, when I did the first mock, I thought this guy was going to be like round three, round four. Right. He's the first round, though, all of a sudden, three weeks later. So, How, why, did his, why do you think his stock went up? I don't know. Somebody had an itch on their ass, and they figured <laughs> they might just do something about it. There's literally nothing that's changed. His pro day. Okay, God bless him. It's a pro day. But, Red, think about it. If I'm giving you a day to work out in your own home right. with your boys, your music rocking, your fans there, how bad are you going to look? You have to really suck at a pro day. Right. He had a great pro day. He's supposed to have a great pro day. Right. I hope he's a good player, though. It will be a good fit for the Lions that, you know, God only knows they need, you know, to restock that defense. Got Miami Dolphins going. Uh, J.J. Watt's brother. He's another guy whose stock has risen up. Okay. And I feel like a lot has got to do with the name. T.J. Watt. He's He's been working out like a freak. And like I just finished saying, he's been working out at his own leisure with his own college with his boys brother yeah and he's put up amazing like you know measurables with with his leaping ability with his strength he's looking like a little version of jj so if he can be anything like his brother why not people are saying he might not reach the first round this is my little bit of a spice to the draft i got him going to the dolphins uh giants i still got them going to tight end i feel like if they get a, a tight end who can be anything good they are legit a Super Bowl contender. Do not get it twisted. Yeah, I said the same thing. I, I got the we book. haven't yeah. had a tight end in such a long time. That we really, I mean, a, a yeah. solid one. Yeah, legit. yeah, you know, Eli peppers them. So yeah. uh, David and Joker from Miami. Miami, I don't know what they do down there, but they 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 put the sasong with the with the with the yeah, when it comes we to tight uh, ends, they, and they their, make tight ends. Machine, I don't know yeah. what it is they do. I got the see then now just because of all the character issues and all the stuff that I was talking about and the drop in terms of stock. 
I got the Oakland Raiders, who I know need defense, who I know need secondary. I got them going Dalvin Cook. And I feel like Dalvin Cook is a really good player. And I feel like all players who have nothing but like baggage and issues go to the Raiders. And they end up becoming good because of their new culture change. So why not? Dalvin Cook. They lost Latavius Murray. Now they got their guy for the future. Now moving on, Houston Texans. I have them going my guy from Florida, Gerard Davis, middle linebacker, only because I just didn't want to give them Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's giving them Patrick Mahomes, so I just wanted to be different. And that's another thing. Everybody's swearing that they're going to do this. I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. I actually do not think. And they're going to keep Tom Savage. I really do believe that. Mm. I got Seattle Seahawks sticking with Obi Melifano, the safety. Big guy. He's going to hit hard. They're talking about moving um, Sherman around. God only knows what's going on with their front office. It sounds like a mess, to be quite honest with you. Sherman is due $29 million over the next two years. Sounds like a financial issue as well. I don't know. That's a saga that I think might get resolved during the draft. Don't be surprised if a team trades a first-round pick for Richard Sherman. And do not forget, I just finished saying that. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, I got them going outside linebackers. Zach Cunningham, good player, real fast. Just like I right on cue, like I just finished saying, Dallas Cowboys trade spot. I feel like this right here, they will trade this pick for Richard Sherman. That's interesting. I think I'll they you, will trade the for that. Richard Sherman. I mean, they'll trade this first-round pick for Richard Sherman. I have them even taking a cornerback. Do you think he's really that much of a cancer to a team that they had that they have? I don't think he's a cancer. He's I just a think, Hall of Fame player. I think Richard Sherman is definitely have put together like a career. Honestly, very I, intelligent I, I, I man. Think, I think Richard Sherman is like I think he's 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 somebody I like because he is an acquired taste. And I really believe that if he goes somewhere else, I think he'll be he'll be amazing. Yeah, I think he'll be. A, I think I think, be a, I think Dallas fits him perfect, perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. I feel like they'll give him the microphone. They'll let him say what he needs to say. He'll be the voice of that defense. I just think I, I honestly I don't see no negatives there right now. The Dallas secondary has, has nothing back there. I don't see anybody who's going to cover Odell Beckham Jr. Right. Or, uh, for that matter, Brandon Marshall and so on and so forth. I just think Dallas Cowboys. They need, they need it. That, that NFC East. Yeah, they have yeah. They have to They have to fix that defense because the, the NFC East is crazy. I got Green Bay going. Another tight end, Evan Ingram. He put on a, an amazing show at the Combine. He, he, he boosted his stocks to a first round. So I got him to go in there. Pittsburgh Steelers, I got them going offensive tackle. Ryan Ramzik, Wisconsin. All the talk with Ben Roethlisberger getting injured or retiring, for that matter. At some point, you know, you just got to, like, you know, go what's going with, with what's working with you. They got a good offensive line. Why not make it stronger? You got Le'Veon Bell back there. Keep Ben healthy for, like, another year. As we wind down to the end of the draft, Atlanta Falcons. Now, I was really confused here, but, you know, I, I, I want I had them going linebacker in the first mock draft. I, I want to stick to defense here. Um, and, and there's not really much to do with this team. I feel like right. they really can make another run. I think if they can get over the Super Bowl slump. So you know, I got them going safety. Buda Baker. They they took a safety last year in Keanu Neal, but I think Buda Baker will be a nice fit next to him. It's just a pad on to like. What uh they Dan Quinn does back there, he likes to build a strong secondary. Uh, and then winding it down with the new team that has a new pick in the first round, the New Orleans Saints, with their trade of Brandon Cooks to the New England Patriots, who had this pick at 32. And I mean, I think 
that right there would be a perfect spot to replace a guy like Brandon Cook. So I got them going Zay Jones, wide receiver out of Eastern Carolina, who I really love. And actually, when I did this mock drive, I thought of, I thought of you once I was done. Yeah. Because I realized that I have Jabril Peppers going in the second, second round. round. Yeah, a lot of his, crazy. his stock went and down. And I, I honestly... I kid you not, I did it unintentionally. I, I, his stock went down. I noticed that there was a lot of feelers that went out that are people, and had, I love them. And people had mentioned, and they, they, I, I forgot what, um, what site did it, but they basically tore down his whole hybrid theory of a player. I don't know why. Um, I, it's I crazy like it. because the videos that they showed, I think he could do it. I still said, I still looked, and I was like, all right, everybody blows a play from here on out. You're really being picky. Like I, I feel see, like, and I, not because he's a Michigan player. I think it's because everybody who, who are just like basically, they don't want to, they don't want to buy into. I it. like him. Yeah, I think even if what I think, you got all pros making negative plays and missing plays. Yeah, if this kid can do many things on the football field and then he can return kicks, they, he can score points. They had a video of him who I forgot. I remember the game was he fumbled a punt. A punt picked return, it up, picked it right about and ran for like a sixty-eight yarder. Still, yeah, this is. I'm an like, athlete. are you kidding me? This is an athlete, but that's, I, you know that, and I think that's. I've been saying that. Hey, listen, a lot of stuff. A lot of people just um, Yo, throwing straws. Listen, if, if if he falls to the second round, I'll take him in gangrene. I'll take him to the Jets if he's in the second round. Yeah, I'll take right. him and I'll be I'll be jumping up and down. You could be right. You know that's that's, and like you said, it's it's winding down. The draft is April twenty seventh. Yes, sir. Uh, of course, we're gonna be talking about that a little bit more later on in the next couple of episodes before we get in because you know Keith is not gonna be, he's not gonna be done with this yet. As oh, much man. as he says it's a bane to his existence, plus. Keith, Keith is going to be doing interviews at his draft. Oh, yes. We're going to have the draft live in my house. I'm going to have a few of my buddies over. I'm going to have Red come through. Yeah, I'm going to stop by. We're definitely, gonna, we're definitely just going to chop it up. And you're going to see what a, a Puerto Rican war room looks like. <laughs> Basically. You know, pretty much, everybody. You're going to have a few Jeff fans. You're probably going to have a Patriot fan. A of course, you got to have a Dallas Cowboy fan. And um, probably a few Giant fans. And then a bunch of haters. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's pretty much how it works yeah. out. Everybody's is, saying is your he one sucks. Patriot, is your one Patriot fan going to be there? Is Bluey going to be the building? Well, no, we might have a. We actually, no, I don't think Bluey will be there, but my friend Victor might be there, and he sucks on Tom Brady's nipple pretty hard. <laughs> so yeah, he might show up. So yeah, that 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 that'll wrap up this this session of the mock draft. Let me tell you, it's a lot of moving, a lot of shaking, man, and and this is one of those things to where. You never know until that happens. Until you, you, once you start seeing, I'm, I'm, the, the I'm names telling you, Red. I'm telling you, Red. The fact that it's been so quiet and it's been so much like talk about some guy stock. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Red. Come April 27th, I do not know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I do not know what's gonna happen. And this is the first time I can remember that I've been clueless, absolutely clueless about what the Jets are doing. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm sitting fun. down, shocked. Yeah, that's fun. It's yeah. actually fun. Well, all right, guys, when we come back, we got talking sports and shit. Yes! And uh, not not too much on the card, not too much to have there, but uh, it, it's still entertaining just for this short week because next week is going to be tons and tons of stuff, NBA and everything going off, NHL as well. We're going to have tons of stuff next week. But Let's go Black short weeks. So uh, <laughs> you would say that way. I like them. So when we come back, talking sports and shit. See you guys in a sec. Yo, this is Black Mac. You're listening to the regular season sportscast. Man, we talking sports and shit. <laughs> yeah, we're back with the regular season sportscast show. You guys, this is the best sports show that you've ever been a part of. <laughs> right, Keith? No. <laughs> <laughs> so we're coming back with talking sports and shit. Uh, 
I, I just did a quick check and I, 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 I forgot that I wanted to ask you this. So I, it just came up in a Rolodex quickly in my head. Uh, Neymar suspended. What the hell is that about? Okay. Well, in soccer, uh, which is pretty much the only, like, uh, well, they do this in the Amer- in America, but it, it's to a whole nother level in soccer. When you, uh, constantly are in the, the, the referee's face, even though you're not talking to him, even though you're not berating him, they will, they will, they will take measures. They will go out of their way to make sure that you do not abuse the ref. Abusing the ref is a very big deal in soccer. So basically what happened was he gave Neymar a yellow card. Right. And Neymar went up to the ref and did this. That's all he did. For clapping at him, for him. him, giving him a yellow card. He is actually going to miss one of the biggest games of the year. It's called the Clasico, and it's Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Right. Because he clapped in a ref's face. So, I mean, I'm a Neymar fan, but I truly do not like Barcelona. So I'm like, wow, it's pretty messed up for Neymar, but I'm kind of happy he's not playing against uh, Ronaldo because I always like to root for Ronaldo and and Bale and everybody. But I just think that, you know, at some point, you just got to accept it for what it is. You just, soccer is a whole, like, different animal when it comes to losing. So they don't things. even have a thing where he can appeal it and and Of course he can appeal it, but by the time the appeal comes, the match is already done. Oh wow. Yeah, FIFA's weird like that. So he's suspended for three games. And uh yeah, he actually played yesterday in the Champions League game that they got they got their ass whooped in. Uh Barcelona lost to Juventus. For those who don't know what a Juventus is, it's the best club in the Is that Italy. next to um 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 Gorgonzola State? No, it's actually it's actually next to uh Food Bazaar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Juventus is from Turin, Italy. Oh, look at you with your your location of certain places. Yes. Wow. Impressive, sir. For those who don't know, Turin is like, you know, the biggest soccer capital in Italy. Our boy Gronk has once again popped up in the WWE this time on SmackDown. <laughs> Yo, I, I actually, I, you know, I had this talk with my boys and I got a surprising response. So I want to ask you, you think Gronk gets away with a lot? Yes. Yes, I do. And, you know, a lot of people, especially my friends, they told me they don't think Gronk is doing anything wrong. But I think if Gronk was black or any other color, I think it, he probably would have been fined or something by now. But I, then check this out. Then a friend of mine tells me if he was any other color or race. He wouldn't even be Gronk. He would be somebody else. Like that white boy, uh, varsity douchebag, frat guy, frat guy dumb in the head, just right. party is accepted in society. Apparently, I, I don't see how that, I, I, if it's a black guy or Spanish guy, they're thugs. But well, look at the look at the backlash that um Odell Beckham and the guys got for partying on the yacht and uh-huh. doing this during playoff time. And um, and they were taking a picture, but I get it, the timing. Right. But if they would have did that any other day, I think they still would have gotten the, backlash. The, the, from backlash. Yeah. yeah, of course. But I, I also think that with the way the NFL is too, don't you think he Gronk does a lot? Like I've seen him just pour beer over humans. Like anybody else does that? Like I don't know. Well, like, I guess it's because you know it's the um, it's the like you said the frat boy image. Mm-hmm. This is something that I guess is accepted for him. Because they don't have much of it in the league, and it's like, oh, it's just boys will be boys. But it's different when, um, like, like we said, I've seen, Odell. I or... seen Zeke Elliott do some wild stuff, and they're talking about suspending him. Like it's, it's yeah. no different than what Gronk does, honestly. Yeah. 
And I know he he had that uh that case was for a Zeke, woman. Yeah, was it uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott partying the same shit? Like he, he partied. Got... Oh, by the way, by the way, if you didn't know, Gronk has his own cruise. He has his own his, his booze where cruise. you where you get drunk and you go crazy and do wild stuff. Yeah, he has a booze that, cruise. And I love that. I think that for a fan at school. But if like if Brandon Marshall had that, they would have went into a fucking frenzy about right. that. Like I, I'm just, it's just I think it's a real double edged sword. No, it is. It, it's a it's 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 unfortunate to say, but I do. I do have to say that. The and I love Gronk. I'm a big Gronk guy. But you know what? It's funny because Gronk could get away with it, but Johnny Manziel couldn't. Yeah, but you know what it is, though? Johnny Manziel plays the quarterback position. Ah. It's everything is different when you throw the ball right. instead of catching it. Ah, it's very, very true. It's very true. You know? But, but you know what's funny about Johnny Manziel? Johnny Manziel, before he actually got in trouble with the cops, I knew he wasn't going to be a great prospect or whatever, but. Johnny Manziel was drinking and playing games no different than how Gronk was doing. Yeah. Before he got in trouble with the cops. Because I know we all had that case with his ex-girlfriend or whatever. And I know, But the thing was, it was during the season. Maybe that's probably the difference. Okay, probably, sure. yeah. Because now, now Gronk is in WWE. He's partaking. I love partaking it. I, I love it. I'm happy for Gronk. I think it's awesome. And I think that at the end of the day, I don't think it's the NFL that should actually be monitoring that. Teams should be monitoring it. So it's like, listen. That's the thing that kills me is that they're like. The, they're, they're the one that are the loss. If he gets hurt doing this Ray, shit, that's the one Ray, that gets that, lost. That's the one that, that's the one, that's the one, that's where I, 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 I feel clueless on because if that would have been any other New England Patriot, they would have been in trouble. Mm-hmm. I feel like they would have been in trouble. Think so? Yeah, I don't think the Patriots like to be in the news like that or any type of media. Mm. I think Gronk gets away with a lot, man. Yeah, you know, like it's a frat boy party. Yeah, white privilege, man. White privilege. (laughs) Speaking of uh, white privilege, Tony Romo was given an honorary position with the Dallas Mavericks as an honorary six man for the team, Mm -hmm. and was almost put in the game the other night. Yeah, I saw that. He can ball though. I I know he can ball. He I actually ball. saw a little clip and I was like, all right, he can ball on the players. So he can ball, but I I just it just it just it just bugs me out how homeboy homeboy swears like he thinks his back is injured and he he's he was this close to playing in an NBA game and he was just in a in a in a golf tournament. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Red. There was more to this. Retirement. Oh, I believe it. I believe There's he was so much out. more yeah, to I this time, he was retirement. Out. Yeah, I think he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I think he's perfectly fine. I think him and Jerry Jones did something under the table. Mm-hmm. And he said, listen, I just don't want you on no other jersey. I'll give you this. I'll get you this job. Do what you want. Go live life. Have fun. It just comes off to me as like Tony Romo. And Tony Romo never was like the guy who lived and breathed football. But I feel like now that he's free, he looks like a happier guy. So it just comes off to see like where what, what was going on during those years in Dallas. Like, right. I would love to see like a documentary made. You know what I'm saying? Mark Cuban said that uh, uh, Adam Silver they were ensured they were ensuring that that did not occur for Q, for uh, Romo to check in in the game. And he even said, "So find me." They're, they're out of playoff contention. They don't really care. They just I, wanted a moment. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban don't give a shit about no. Yeah, he don't care about that. Yeah, he he got all the money in the world. He doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. I see Mark Cuban literally. Make a substitution from the stands. <laughs> Mark Cuban don't give a shit about nobody. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I would you have thought it would have been a problem if that would have happened if he'd have checked in? I don't think it would have been a problem. I think though he wasn't. Of, he was on the roster for the day. I'll tell you this much. I think the opposition. I think the opposition would have been upset about it. Yeah, I think they would have taken taken to if they get mad for Lance Stevenson laying up a ball with one second left when the game is clearly over. Right. They see Tony Roman. They're fooling around. They're gonna find that a little bit disrespectful to their craft. I think. 
I think other NBA players will not enjoy the fact that that was almost done personally. Mm. It's just a, it's just disrespectful to their craft. If, if, if they really care about it that much, I probably would have not liked it. If I would have seen Tony Romo on the court, you know what I'm saying? I would have went after him. That's just me, but it is what it is. Oh no. Des Bryant is in the news again. Uh, but this time it's about comments he made on his Instagram. Seems as though Des Bryant, and I'm going to paraphrase here is, uh, basically going, uh, it's, it's, it, he's, he's troubled by what's going on with, you know, the Colin Kaepernick situation, but he's also discussing the fact Get about, over your shit. uh, how, um, uh, blacks and minorities are basically the crabs in a battle, uh, crabs in a barrel, um, motif in which that, you know, black people don't support each other. Um, I'm, I'm looking for the, oh my God. Quote are right you serious? Now. Yeah. He, he doesn't. <laughs> He's how many times do I have to like live and hear that shit? Yeah. It's um uh one of the comments he wrote on his Instagram has been I've been racially profiled on numerous occasions, but not once has an influence and ill feeling inside of me about outside that issue. Real slavery is different from what's going on in our world right now. We are all every ethnicity have the opportunity to lead by example. Instead of making videos about the history of racism that applaud that are that get applause for people who influence merely doing things on social media. We should focus for an individual's accountability to be a better whole. Now, for that statement, rather than make it seem as though that we're crabs in a barrel, I think it, he's he's losing the fact in where it's more. It should have been more of an empowerment thing than anything else. It, it's it's almost balancing on coonery. It's almost it's almost balancing on uh uh toting the line for for uh. The, 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 the other half. What has Des Bryant ever done in the community? It's a good question. So you, you, I, right there, I discredit everything he says. At least Colin, at, like I said, on numerous times on this show, I think Colin Kaepernick sucks as a quarterback, but what he stands for is amazing. I love it. But the fact that he's not going to kneel anymore clearly states that people do not like him kneeling. People, when I say that, i.e. managers of the NFL, GMs of the NFL, they don't like it. So he wants his job. He wants a job. So that means that kneeling cost him a job. And I, I, I mean, there's no other way to spin it. I don't, I wouldn't want that publicity if I'm, I'm an owner. Now, Des Bryant, for, for, for you, for you to even come up with that statement, I think that's a very intelligent statement, but you have to look in the mirror before you even give that statement. I feel like you're right when you, when we should better others instead of profile them. But my thing is, is that, you're the same guy. You're the same exact dude who, 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 who is quote unquote a selfish guy. Quote unquote a guy who is, 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 is a locker room, a little bit of a locker room problem. Right. I, I just think that at some point, like, yo, if, if you was to change who you was, like, I feel it wasn't there beef for a while. Which Dak Prescott wasn't getting him the ball. He was feeling some type of way, like little things like that. We're supposed to be hooking each other yeah, up. Yeah. Like, and then you complain about this stuff with Colin Kaepernick. At some point, all these statements that are made to Colin Kaepernick have become irrelevant because Colin Kaepernick's going to get a job. He's going to get a job in the NFL. One other, one other quote that he, he that he written on his Instagram was the real question was is what's wrong with being a sophisticated and being black? Why do we associate those? This is the same guy who 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 posts pictures on his IG of it of getting money thrown on his tat in a strip club. <laughs> so how coonish you want to get? How do we associate though those on the straight and narrow as not being black enough? Oh my why? God! How black is he? Do you why go to his Instagram and you see how black he <laughs> why is? Why was it that I was? And he said he's sophisticated. Why was no, it that I was one no. of the first examples of success to my friend? 
We focus hard on fighting the realities that exist instead of creating our own reality. The ones who came before us, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, paved a new path for ourselves. The struggles and the hurt they endured create a new life for us today. It is not our job to carry the burden, but our job to lead by example. That's Brian. You play football. Do not let that get to your head. You play football. I get the gist of what he's saying, but he's like the he last has, person to say. That's what I'm saying. He has no platform, right? right. He got no platform. You, first of all, you play football. You're not moving nobody. You're not moving nobody's cultural stance for what you do. Right. On top of that, you have a rep. I get it. You want to stick up for Colin Kaepernick? He's another African American. He's another male. You want to want to hold him down, and that's that's where I get his statement. Where we should better others. Fine, I get it. But nobody's gonna listen to you. Look at his Instagram. You want to talk about how black you want to be somebody? That stereotype lives right in him. He's walking around with 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 his beanie cap without a shirt, with his pants sagging. Come on, bro. Like, how is anybody going to take you serious if you're going to be acting like a hoodlum? Yeah, and it's, and it's, and it's not being black. It's just being dumb, uh, being hood, being Good. dumb. What it is, it is what it is. Ain't nothing racial profile I about see, it because you don't got to be black to do it. Dudes, yeah, exactly. I see, I see white dudes act that way. Spanish, Indian, hell. I had a, there was a conversation in which, uh, I was in a, in a page and they had the Usos from WWE and one person put, uh, they made a meme that says, uh, proud to be Samoan, but, act like black people and it's like how do you act black like i don't i don't understand. here's the thing that kills me it's black people who say why are you so black I, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that i don't know bro but uh yeah it's to me Des really needs a reality check and we probably needs to probably like look at what he said and look yeah. at himself first before no. he moves up in the game i agree all right, guys, that's going to wrap up this uh, Talking Sports and Shit as well as this episode. Make sure you check us out on all social media outlets on Facebook. Join our like and group page. Yo, you know that Facebook now has live stream. What the fuck? This f- and now they do audio live stream. Well, I'm going to check my account through Facebook, like my my, my, my Yo, banking account. I'm, I don't know, but I'm going to try to cash in on that somehow, some way. What do they have, you said? It's audio live stream now. So instead of having to bring the recorder, if you don't have it, Turn and, on Facebook and do audio live stream, and like you don't have to do video. Everything could just be audio. You could do like now. It's like if you could do a live podcast on there. I don't like Facebook. And the only and the, the thing about that that's crazy is that you also like you can close it and it'll still play. It's not like when you do a video and you close a video. Like you can close the Facebook page and it'll still play. Like if it's an audio player, like a music player. I. uh I don't know anything anymore. I'll I, tell you, Facebook is just, monopolizing everything, man. I, I don't. I, seriously, I, I'm gonna have to start depositing money in my Facebook. Account. <laughs> they have an option of that too, somewhere deep in there. I don't know. I don't know. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook like and group page at the Regular Season Sportscast. It's also linked in with Turnbuckle Tabloid. Also, check out our Instagram at Regular Season Sports. Check us out on Twitter, RWJ Santi, and also check us out on YouTube, the Regular Season Sportscast page. You could get Keith um trying, his only thing. sliding in your girl's DM. Yeah, my Instagram, kicking it with Keith. You can also text me at no, you can't have my number. <laughs> but if you want. If get, you, get him at his Mi Gente uh, profile. If you want. If you do want to re- reach out to me for whatever reason, you want to ask me any question, anything, you can definitely hit up our Facebook group page. If you're not in it, we'll definitely send an invite. If you request, no, nah, they can just join. It's open. Oh, just you can definitely it. join it. Yeah. You can definitely ask me anything you want. I will love that feedback. Is all I care about from the show. Besides all the hard work we put in, and I'm down. I'll definitely make sure that you know you are wrong and whatever you're asking. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> definitely, he's gonna make sure that you're wrong. All right, guys, we're gonna be out of here. 
Uh, I'm not best for business. I'm best for everybody. Make sure you live the gimmick. And then uh, I'm the king of talk style. I'm here with Keith, the acquired taste. The acquired taste. Uh, Let's make guys, sure we get that part down. Catch you guys on the rebound. <laughs> Squash. The regular season sportscast. <laughs> The regular season sports cast.